0: Hello there and welcome to Captivate Insider. This is episode 19. I hope you are keeping well and smashing through your podcast goals for 2022. My name's Gary. I'm your host. I'm the head of design here at Captivate. And as always, I take a team member out of their busy day and chat to them about features that we're working on or industry wide chat or anything to do with Captivate podcasting. This week, I'm joined by Pierre, one of our developers. He's a a guy that's been on the show regularly. You've heard him three or four times already. Very nice guy, very very intelligent, very talented guy. And this week, we are going to talk about leveling up your podcast within Captivate. So previously, when Pierre's been on the show, we've spoken about very technical things. It's more sort of design and development and our relationship working together or something specific that he's worked on where he dives into some of the more technical aspects of developing for the podcast industry and our features, etc. Whereas this week, I wanted to take it up a little bit, keep it fairly light and top level, uh, but also dive into some of the very cool things that Captivate offers so you can level up your podcast and make sure that your growth is where you want it to be and your listenership is engaging with you. So we offer all the tools and features to make that happen. But sometimes when we talk about recommendations for podcast hosts or recommendations for specific things to grow your podcast. People tend to focus on one or two things. It's like, yes, you must make sure that you do this thing or as well as that, go and do this other thing and concentrate on that. Whereas Pierre and I have given five tips each for you to go into your Captivate dashboard, into your settings and make sure that you've got all of these things rocking and rolling and also some justifications as to why. It's not just one of those, go and turn that switch on and do that or go and enable that. We talk about why those things impact your podcast and how they can help you grow, etc. We've got some really good ones this week. It's 10 really, really good, actionable, impactful things that you can go into your Captivate dashboard right now if you're not doing so already and get those rocking and rolling. So without further ado, here's my chat with Pierre. Enjoy. Joining me for Captivate Insider episode 19 is a a dude that you've heard on the show many times now, as a bit of a regular on Captivate Insider. It's one of our super developers. It is Mr. Pierre. How are you, good sir?
1: I am well, Gary. Uh, As it seems, I am every time I come on. And that beginning to sound a bit like a broken record. Uh, I I, I need to think of something original next time. if I'm, if I'm allowed back after this absolute travesty uh, <laughs> that I'm about to unleash upon our listeners.
0: Yeah, you're consistently well, which is a good thing. <laughs> I'd yeah. hate to ask you if you're okay and you're like, well, actually, no.
1: Uh, oh, ooh. it's a bit of a worrying one when that happens.
0: Yeah. So that's cool. I'm glad you're doing well. How's life in the old uh, world of development? Is your is your XHTML rocking and rolling? Oh, it's
1: all of the all of the numbers. They're going upwards. All of the the, the letters. They're moving in an orderly fashion. It's just great. Uh, Lovely. Yeah, no, it's going well. I think. Like getting little little bits done.
0: Mm-hmm. Very nice. So you're just consistently you're just very good at your job. Everything's I mean, always.
1: Just- of yeah. course, amazing, fantastic, <laughs> super. Nothing is ever difficult. Nothing is ever a challenge. It's always yeah. just easy, just a click of my
0: fingers. <laughs> so, listener, we have this very frequently with Pierre. It's like d- well, we need to get this thing done. Pierre never says no, or I, I don't think so. It's always well, yeah, of-, of course. Just throw it over, and I'll, I'll sort it. Relax. Yeah.
1: Sometimes there's a bit of a sharp intake of breath. You know, you gotta, you gotta do the whole, the old ooh. It's going to be Ooh. tricky.
0: <laughs> yeah, you've got your um, mechanic hat on. Yeah, yeah.
1: It's a very oh. important,
0: you know, tool of the trade. <laughs> he doesn't do that. No, he's always very accommodating, which is good. So I'm glad you're keeping well, buddy. Mm-hmm. Sounds like you're always well, which is good. There will be that surprise one one episode, I'm sure. <laughs> you're like, oh, just whatever, Gary. No, I'm not good, but let's just move on. So. <laughs>
1: But thank in, you for asking. You know, yeah, in, cool this we week's, yeah.
0: <laughs> in this week's episode, we have a bunch of very cool, very cool tips and stuff that you need to do within Captivate. So the the times that Pierre has appeared recently on Captivate Insider, or even the very first one that we had you on back in the early days, makes it sound like this podcast is very old. It's not, but back in the earlier episodes when you jumped on, and since then we've always spoken around sort of a technical, uh, you know, subject, which is. Obvious, you're a developer, of course, and uh, we we speak about the the stuff that you've worked on within Captivate, and also some industry wide stuff around technology and stuff like that. So I wanted to keep it fairly light this week because we are working on some, as always, some cool stuff here at Captivate, but nothing really that we can dive into without revealing what our next sort of release is going to be and some upcoming features around the corner. So I thought it would be good to I, I said to Pierre this morning, I said, "Look, dude." If you could come up with between five and 10 just amazing tips for either newbies to captivate or if somebody who's thinking of coming over to captivate some great tips and like some, uh, just some very cool things that once you've got them in place, your podcast is rocking and rolling and you could start then building on those things and getting growth increased and et cetera. And as I mentioned earlier, he's very accommodating. He was like, yeah, sure. And I think it was like four or five minutes. He came back with some very cool things. So Pierre has thrown into the bucket five very cool things. I've thrown five things in. And as per the theme, as you've heard already in the intro, this is really about um, just just some cool stuff that we offer as features within Captivate and things that we feel that you should have up and running. And it will get your podcast uh, flying in no time. So guests first. The first one for you, buddy, what's your first your first tip?
1: Yeah, so my first tip is extremely basic, uh, but super valuable. And if you do it, you are actually better than a lot of podcasters. So, you know, it's a good, it's to compress your audio appropriately. Um, now, obviously, this hides a bit of complexity, because it's kind of about w- what does appropriately mean. But basically, it's, if you are doing a spoken word podcast not a not a poetry slam but just like you know if if it's just people talking like like this sort of thing you don't need your podcast to be you know 320 kilobits per second maximum audio quality if you're if you're hosting some like really high quality audio and maybe you're Your audience are all like people who are very, very keen on audio quality. You know, if you're if you're a microphone review show, absolutely go crazy on 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 all of those on on all of those uh, fronts. But if you are just two people talking, your listeners will thank you if you keep the file size a little bit down, because what it will mean is they don't have to wait to listen to the pearls of wisdom that you're you're about to bestow on them uh so i think that like just looking up guides on roughly the sort of bit rate roughly the sort of compression that, that is a good one for the um for the content that you're providing i think that's 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 my first and most basic tip uh you know something like 128 kilobits per second is a good one is a good good amount
0: thumbs up there so I'm interested in what a, what's a poetry slam?
1: A poetry slam. It's like you yeah. know, you you got people clicking, people, people saying all sorts of you know uh, free verse. Uh, okay, a bunch yeah. of hip, hip and cool dudes who would never use such words, uh, <laughs> talking about <laughs> emotions, those things right. that people have.
0: Gotcha. Okay, well, that sounds very cool. But yeah, I knew this one was coming from you before you even sent back your tips. I knew this one was going to drop and it's a really important one. So this isn't sort of Captivate specific, although when you're uploading your files to Captivate, we will tell you if it's uh, like not a constant bit rate or, you know, the format's incorrect and stuff like that. But it's such a great point though, because with so many different recording tools available now, you can just spit out various, you know, hundreds of different types of, combinations of file types and bit rates and and all the rest of it and um you make a very good point i think some people do uh, overlook the the benefits of prioritizing their their file size and their bit rates and so on especially if it's just a podcast like this where it's spoken word we're not doing anything too crazy i'm not testing out like a thousand dollar new microphone that you need to actually hear every tiny nuance of the sound and so on so that's a really good one so compress your audio and the key word here is appropriately you don't want to overdo it you don't want like a one megabyte uh, audio file that's a three hour (laughs) podcast and it sounds like you know a droid from Star Wars or something it does need to be appropriate so
1: yeah and, Yeah. and, and just I think the thing is just think about it and give it a listen and see if you can notice any difference between a higher bit rate and a lower bit rate and if you can't notice a difference chances are your listeners can't notice a difference Um, even though it might be tempting to, to always crank the dial up to maximum on, on quality, bear in mind that, you know, when you do that, you're you're cranking the dial on how fast this is to minimum. And that's like, not, not a fun thing for your listeners.
0: Not at all. No, good point. Okay. Good tip to kick us off with. Cool. My, my next one for number two is, and you and I spoke about this back on a previous episode around. Especially for newbies to captivate when you've you've just signed up or you've just brought a podcast over, just making sure that all of your all of the details and all of the settings around your podcast are all nailed and 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 properly done. So you want to get this done as soon as possible. And there are two reasons why I bring this one up. The first one is it's just great housekeeping to have that in place right from the get-go. So day one that you've started up with Captivate, you've got all of your deets done. So that helps with things like um, building up long-term, um, analytics and so on. And which is something you're going to come on to in a bit, I believe, but in terms of building your long-term, uh, goals and your analytics, you don't want to build up this, uh, this kind of story, I guess, for your podcast. And then at some point make a big change to the categories that you want to appear in and your author name and your, you know, your heaven forbid your RSS or anything like that. Um, and then that just puts like a big kind of, uh l bend you know l shaped turn in your in your show so um so that's the first one just to build up your long-term story and really especially as you get to that point in your podcast where you're thinking of monetization so you're looking at sponsors and advertising and people are asking you for stats around your podcast so over the last year and um on a month-by-month basis and that kind of thing and you're sending over things like well why is your podcast jumped massively from here to here or why is it you know dipped from here to here sort of thing so you want that to be consistent and then the second thing is all of those bits of information that you input into your captivate settings is dynamically available to you to use elsewhere within captivate so one of the things that we've really really focused on over the last year 18 months as we've brought out really big features to captivate is to make sure that you can reuse that stuff and link things together and really make use of the dynamic nature of all of those things. So when you're putting your show notes together, for example, you can dynamically bring in things like host names, guest names, um, you know, other information around your podcast. So it's really useful to automate or at least trim down a bunch of time from your workflow later on using that dynamic information without having to constantly go back into that page and look at that information and what did i put for that guest and what did i do for my category for that i can't remember like everything's there saved and available to you so point number 2 or tip number 2 is get all of your dates and all your information correct from the get go and really just put some time in making sure that that is correct so that as you as you as you build your podcast and your listenership over the weeks, months, and hopefully years, that's like a solid foundation for you to them, to look at the story of your podcast. So that's tip number two for me. Number three from you, buddy. Yeah,
1: so um, sort of related to some of the things that you were mentioning there is using templates to save a bit of time. Um, we have features that allow you to save basically the like the the, the shape of the response that you want to give in each for each episode's show notes. So um, if you want to, if you have a standard way that you want to say hi and welcome to my podcast this week, we will be joined by, you know, ex guest that's easily added to and like modified. And um, I think that setting that up is a really good way of just saving yourself a bit of time, especially if, Each episode is not its own unique beast, but is sort of a continuation of the same kind of thing. Um, And I think lots of people's podcasts kind of fall into that. So I think just setting up little templates is just a no-brainer and, yeah, should save you some time.
0: That's a cool one, dude. Yeah, so that feeds into this whole concept, which is so so key to captivate some ethos, I suppose, or its mission statement, I guess, whatever you want to call it, where... You shouldn't have to spend or you wouldn't want to spend so much of your time doing all of the admin style stuff and work around your podcast. You want to spend the bulk of your time actually creating content and recording content and making it sound as good as it can be. And um, and branching off into other areas to you know, to hopefully one day get some money coming in to like cover the cost of your hosting and some other bits and pieces and invest in equipment and so on. The last thing you want to be doing is copy and pasting everywhere typing out the same things all the time and and doing that stuff you want to spend you know the smallest amount of time on the admin which is um as Pierre mentioned if it can save you x amount of time by putting some templates together then that just frees you up so much you just don't have to worry and we have a really good we'll have to do another episode on some specific workflows for this stuff because the podcasts that I a couple of hobby podcasts that I do with within Captivate and with our MD Mark we have a workflow which is very cool so we're, even if we have guests on one of our episodes we don't have to touch the show notes at all like we haven't we haven't typed out a single letter in our show notes for i don't know for since you know the dynamic show notes builder tool went live and so on so we have all these templates set up and we have dynamic blocks and and short codes and so on so every time we've we're done recording and we've transferred or we've progressed an, an idea into a full on Full blown episode, everything's just there. It's, we, we just you know put a few bits of info in, hit publish, and uh, and we're away. So that's a great. So get your template set up, get those dynamic blocks, everything rocking and rolling, and save yourself time. Uh, number through four from me them um, is the our our guest booking feature. So even if you don't have the any guests that are ready to appear on your podcast right now, and even if you don't have even an initial plan to have guests on your show, if it's not that kind of of show, it's really. I think I think it's great practice to have this thing set up because you never know. And I had this myself in one of the podcasts I mentioned, a hobby podcast I do about uh, Doctor Who that I've done for many years. That was never ever going to be a guest formatted show. It was just. Um, talking about what's going on in the the news and reviewing episodes and, you know, standard affair. And just out the blue, we had a run for some, I don't know how it happened, but we just had a run of about six weeks where once a week we had somebody from uh, a media agency or an agent to say, "Um, we've heard that you're reviewing this story coming up. Would you be up for this person appearing on your podcast? Because they've got something coming out in the next month or two. It's like they're appearing in a, in a play, or they've got a book coming out, or something like that, and we just had this for six weeks, and so we were like, "Well, we don't want to not do this because it's great for us, it's great for them, etc." And we just fumbled our way through it. This was before Captivate had launched our guest booking its guest booking feature, so we just fumbled it. We were like, "Well, when do you want to meet?" Uh, I don't know. So we're just a string of emails, like thirty-five emails later. Once we would sort of ironed out the details, and then it's the thing. Well. How do we want to record it? What do we want to do with that? So with the guest booking feature with Captivate, everything is just handled for you. You set up your uh, unique URL for people to go and book themselves onto your podcast. You set up all the details, your availability, you can block time out that you're not available, like a default link to your recording um, portal. So if you've set up on something like Squadcast or Riverside, you can have that as your default link and then We have a suite of emails that get sent out to the guest, reminding them, confirmation. Everything is just, I love that feature. Everything's taken care of. So I'm not going to go too far into the details of doing the specifics with that. But this is more of a, just get that, because you have to enable it within your settings. Just get that set up and ready, even if you have no plan to use it. Because that time will come when you'll be talking to like, Maybe it's another person who runs another podcast and you want to do like a bit of a crossover or you've done a trailer swap and you're like, actually, it'd be cool to actually talk on each other's podcast. Um, So Mark and I did this recently where um, our Star Wars podcast, we did a crossover with another brilliant podcast called Sequel Pitch. And because we had this feature in place, it was just, there you go, there's the link, book yourselves on, it was done. It really is as simple as pie. And we hadn't really considered doing that kind of having guests on very much we'd only had one person on prior to that in like two years but the fact that it was there ready it was just yeah let's just do it so even if you've got no plans to do it get it set up it's a great feature
1: yeah i think i totally agree that guests absolutely are just like a very good way of sort of cross-promoting um you know introducing your audience to their audience and introducing their audience to your your audience so i think it's worth considering even if even if as you say it's not yet on your radar
0: Correctamondos. I feel like I need some old school early 90s top of the pops chart music here. So, uh, number five, Pierre.
1: Yeah. So, this was simple. Set up a site. Um, we have a really easy way of getting a site for your podcast um, that it'll look good. It'll be a good place for you to direct your listeners, which you have a bit of control over. And you can just, you know, show them, show them examples of your um, episodes in ways that are easy for them to listen. And I think that that is just a very valuable thing. Um, I think it makes you look a lot better than you might otherwise, if you're just uh, hosted on various distribution platforms, although obviously you should be on those as well. Um, But I just think the more places that you are, and the more places that are kind of your own kind of space, I think that's a really valuable, good looking thing. And I think, uh, yeah, because it's literally just clicking a button on, there isn't really a reason not to do it. Um, so I think it's 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 a very easy one to go for.
0: Oh, I believe you are muted. Yeah. You are correct. Thank you. <laughs> uh, I'll go from where you the end up your bit there. This was a good one, dude. I'm glad that you put this one down here because it's one of those features that Captivate has offered right from the beginning, I believe. It's one of those uh sort of must-haves that we that Captivate launched with. And um it's it's almost like magic. <laughs> I know that's a bit applesque to say that. They reference a lot of their uh products and software as, you know, it's magic and it just works. But this is absolutely in that same that same vein where like you said, you just flick a switch, you turn it on, and you get this just beautifully designed, well-functioned um, website that just handles all of your uh, all of your episodes. And if you've got a trailer, it will pop that at the top in your hero for you can customize it as well you can you know your own logo your own uh, background header image and colors you know you can do that so you can absolutely brand it to your to your podcast already um, or if you're in the early days or the early throes of working out your podcast and you've already got some design in place you can use all of those color values and get that rocking and rolling uh, and then you've also got a couple of very cool things as well so if like i mentioned um, back in uh, tip number two: When you've got all of your information and all of your all of that stuff down, like your your bios, your profile images, author information, once you've got all that sorted and nailed, and you set up your Captivate site, it will display all of your hosts. Um, uh, on the website with all the correct information and that's dynamic every time you change it in in the settings it will update for you you can also add an email opt-in section so you can curate your own email list and it's just so it's so cool and we've also got i'm not going to say exactly what it is but we've got a feature that's coming up that will also display some very cool information on that captivate site so i'm not going to say what that is at the moment but yeah it really is like a, a just a, a great way of um a- along with like your custom domain as well. If you if you enable a custom domain within Captivate, if you've already got that and you link it over, then your Captivate site just becomes your website. It's just the thing that everybody gets directed to. And as I said, all, all of your episodes are available to listen to with our very snazzy podcast player and and it's customized. I love this one, dude. So very good tip there. Very cool. Uh, okay, on to number six, I think. And this is my turn. So this one is the... Uh, alongside getting your information done quite early, which is point number two, this one is around your attribution links. So, attribution links within Captivate are essentially customizable short links, I guess you could label them as that, that enable you to, again, this, these work really well with your custom domain if you link that with Captivate. But attribution links are essentially short links that you can customize them to be brandable with your with your name and that's why it works so well with a custom domain so as an example if you wanted to send people to your patreon for example if that's how you monetize your show or if you are very um if you're a heavy twitter user and that's where you interact with most of your listeners for example instead of just sending them to random places that you expect people to try and remember when they're listening to your episodes so instead of going like head over to www.patreon.com forward slash something forward slash whatever or twitter.com all these separate URLs you could just set up something like um captivate.com forward slash twitter or forward slash patreon something like that or if you could also do the same thing with um uh other people's podcasts or your recording location so um i use uh, riverside to record our um our, my interviews for Captivate Insider. And the I, I could set up an attribution link that was uh, my Riverside URL, but when I give that to my team members, it's just something like insider.captivate.fm forward slash recording or meeting, or something like that. So that's the first benefit of these attribution links. It enables you to brand them and have them as short URLs, which is so much easier for your listeners to grasp and and stick in their heads. And the second thing is, and this is something that we are launching as we get into a later stage of analytics, is be able to track those attribution links. So every time that you're sending people to forward slash Twitter or forward slash Patreon, or whatever it might be, you're able to then go back into analytics and see, right, okay, what's working? That one's working great that one not so much i'm going to tweak that or i need to add another link here because there's a gap that i need to feature a link here and stuff like that so we've got the trackable side of things launching within analytics at some point in the near future so that's going to be like a double whammy like the brandable links trackable links it's all really cool so Again, get those things set up early on and just get into the habit of drilling those into your listeners' minds so that it's just by second nature if they're bored on the train for half an hour. It's like, oh yeah, I really should check out the Patreon for for Captivate Insider. What's the URL again? Oh, it doesn't matter. I just know it's the URL forward slash and then that's it because I've heard it 50,000 times in the same way. So that's my my tip for that one. Get your attribution links rocking and rolling from a... from the get go. Uh, number seven, I believe, now, dude.
1: Yeah. So this was just a very simple one. Keep your titles and your show notes brief. Um, as tempting as it is to sort of stuff everything with keywords as much as you can, and, you know, there's an arguable minor benefit sometimes to doing that. Um, be aware that your listeners are probably not there for, to read your titles, they're not there to read your descriptions they are there to listen to you. So the main thing that you need to do is get out of their way as fast as you possibly can. Tell them that this is something that they might be interested in listening to. But as soon as you've done that, they've clicked on your thing and they're no longer reading or having a look at your your, show, your elaborate multi-paragraph show notes. They are just listening to your thing. Um, and I think that, it's it's it can be a good idea to use your show notes as a place for like references and you know external things or even attribution links. That's a that's a brilliant use for your show notes because after they've listened to you, maybe they want to check out other things related to your podcast. But if you're trying to describe your why people should listen in a thousand words. you're just making it so that people aren't even reading one of those thousand words uh whereas if you describe yourself in like 15 words you will have a much better success rate at those people actually reading those words and i think that's that's my my best tip keep it simple
0: keep it simple that's a great one i love your tips as well like mine uh mine, like yeah go and do this this thing and then do that thing and yours are just like nope just do this you
1: shouldn't you shouldn't be be feeling sad about it. like these are all good tips Gary they're <laughs> all good tips this is why I love we're giving you, them too. to our to our listeners so that course, they can yeah. absorb the the goodness of the tips
0: <laughs> <laughs> I just love your simplicity it's very cool like <laughs> just keep it short and sweet people just do that so you make another great point with this stuff dude and we've known with this is like a common thing right so so many, so many podcasts that I go and check out. Not with a view of subscribing or following at this point, but I just want to see what a few episodes are like, and I'll go in. and Some of them, no exaggeration, is like an essay. It's like a chapter of a book. Like, oh, I don't want to have to read through all this. Like, just give me the, give me the highlights, basically. Yeah. Tell me what, tell me what you're about, very succinctly. Mm-hmm. Tell me what I should expect from listening to this. And if, yeah, like you mentioned, if there's something that I've picked up on that they've mentioned in an episode and they've been, and they've been savvy enough to then reference that in their show notes, then great. I can click that and go and go and see the thing that they're talking about, which is great. But most of the time, you're right. It's just, people just skim it. It's just, yeah, yeah, cool. Yeah, Yeah. cool. Okay. Ultimately,
1: people aren't listening to your podcast to read. Uh, if they wanted to read, they would be picking up a newspaper or a book or a magazine, and they're not doing that. So, use your medium. Use your medium.
0: <laughs> yeah, I guess there is some. Um, there's probably maybe a couple of quick wins where, as a as a content strategy, you're actively encouraging people to go and check out your show notes because you might have some kind of competition that they need to go and. You know, read a bit of text about and click a link or, you know, uh, like the links to your social accounts are in there stuff. But that's not really, you know, that's not really life or death stuff, right? If somebody doesn't see your Twitter link, then, you know, no one's going to die that day. Um, yeah. So it's all good. So yeah, totally with you on that one, dude. Keep it short and sweet. Um, I think it's number nine now, is it for me? Number eight, number nine. I it'll be number eight. Number Number eight. See, this is why I should keep it short and sweet and simple. Mm -hmm. Anyway, number eight for me is collections within Captivate. Now, this is a a little gem, a little sweet thing that often gets overlooked when we're talking about Captivate, you know, because, again, a bit like the Captivate sites that you mentioned earlier, uh, this is something that we've had in, I I, I think, from day one, certainly very early on, which which is collections. And I think because we've launched... A handful of just great features on top of this afterwards we We often talk about those things, but collections are so simple, but they're really powerful in my opinion. and that is if you want to create a, a specific list of episodes within your podcast and have that on a specific or unique URL, then just think of what that opens. So I've got a great use case. So this happened to me on my Doctor Who podcast. I referenced that one again where. I do a weekly show, and like I said, we just cover news around Doctor Who, and then we review a particular episode. But for the last six months, seven months, I guess, um, I've got together our wider team. So we have a website, and I have a bunch of freelance writers who write editorials and reviews and articles for my website. And once a month, I've had them all on, and we've done a roundtable episode where we've all just kind of, you know waxed about, you know, some particular subject from Doctor Who. And we had a few people that said, I'd really like to catch up on the round table episodes, but I don't want to have to fish through all of your episodes to try and get to those and pick them out. And that was like a little light bulb moment. I was like, actually I've got just the tool to do that. So I created a collection. It was just called um Uh, you know, my URL forward slash round round hyphen table, that was the new RSS feed for just that collection. Gave that to said person, and there they go. They've got all of the episodes that specific that they want to listen to, and I haven't put them off by saying, well, just go and look for them. Just listen to
1: every single episode, every (laughs) time, hunting down the one that you're looking for.
0: Exactly, yes. And we also have, um, there's also this... um, this uh, concept, I guess, if your if your podcast is not seasonal, but you have kind of time boxed content, uh, some people just like to dip in and listen to that stuff. So another example, Star Wars podcast that I do with Mark, we review like a, a bulk of episodes if there's something that's landed on, on a streaming service. So there might be a a six or a ten week gap where we're only reviewing this one. Show. And then after that, we're back to our regular format. So again, in Captivate, jumped into our collections forward slash, you know, the book of Boba Fett. That's our collection of episodes for that. And for the listeners that are like, yeah, I need to catch up on those Boba Fett ones. um, Again, here's the URL. It's just a specific collection. Go and listen to those ones. Bob's your uncle. So for me, that's such a powerful thing because you're not, you're not kind of dismissing your listeners as in, Just go and find them. You know, it's not one of those, well, tough, you'll have to just look through it. You've actually got a a tool that does exactly what a lot of... I think a lot of listeners are like that as well, especially the ones that don't come back week after week. They're like, oh, I've been away for a while. I need to catch up. I only want to listen to these ones. There you go. Captivate collections. I
1: think it also like kind of secretly enables your podcast to be a bit more varied than it otherwise would be because... If you didn't have this sort of thing, well, then maybe it would be a good idea to have a separate podcast that is the Book of Boba Fett podcast, and then a separate podcast that is your main Star Wars one. Or, and as soon as you come up with a new categorization, you you have to create a new podcast. And it's like, no, this allows you to just have a an overarching theme, and then like within that, small sub things. And I think that that is a really good benefit for um, like producing a podcast i think i think it's good to have a bit of variety um you know obviously you can always push things too far like sometimes if, if you're making a mainly star wars podcast you probably don't want to be talking about gardening at the same time although maybe maybe that's a million dollar <laughs> idea but um nevertheless you know i think i think mainly it's it's just a good thing to have a, a, a little bit of a little bit of difference a little bit
0: of spice <laughs> Absolutely. I can not agree more, buddy. Yeah, a bit of spice. Okay, number nine, we're coming to the end now. What's your your last one?
1: My last one is is just sort of a general one, which is to focus on long-term trends uh, and patterns rather than the immediate day-to-day analytics. Um, and we try and make our analytics kind of uh, do this by default and and sort of get you thinking about the, the longer-term trends. But I think it's just... It's, it's just one of those things that if you're if you're looking at sort of a week by week analysis, you might be like, oh, we're up this week or we're down this week or, you know, and you're seeing the line go up and down. And, and maybe if you see the line go up, you go, oh, well, it must have been something I did. And then if it goes down, you might be like, oh, it must be something I did. And it turns out that it's neither of those things. It's just random noise as people like listen. And it can be like... That that those ups and downs can be a bit of a sort of emotional roller coaster. And also can lead you to like dismiss things that are actually good ideas. Like you might try something, and then it just by chance your numbers go down that week. And then you just go, okay, well that definitely wouldn't have, didn't work, so I have to immediately 90-degree my podcast into something else. And actually it turned out that the reason it went down was just random noise, and the reason it went up was random noise, and You shouldn't have changed course because of that. Um, And in contrast, like you sort of want the ability to take a longer look and be like, well, I tried this thing for six months or I tried this thing for three months and it actually did impact my listens. It made them go up. So I want to do more of that or it made them go down. So I want to do less of that. And I think that sort of taking that slightly slower, longer look at your analytics will give you a better sense of um and a better ability to cut through the noise really a better sense of what works and what doesn't and i think you know keeping keeping your finger on the pulse of your podcast is great but you just need to keep it like on the slow pulse rather than on the like you know beating heartbeat of day-to-day uh day-to-day numbers um yeah that that would be my main thing
0: cool that's a good one to finish up on me and uh yeah, You again, you're absolutely right. I think, um, yeah, it's a bit of, uh, we, we, we do hear that from quite a few content creators where they have a bit of a knee-jerk reaction. It's like one week. If there's a weekly show, it's like one week. Oh, I had an amazing week. Like My podcast spiked. at had an extra 150, 200 downloads or a thousand downloads or something. So I'm going to keep doing what I'm doing. And then it sort of tails off. It's like, oh, maybe it wasn't right then. So now I'm going to change my intro music or i'm going to change the format and do this or whatever and it's uh unless unless you would unless you're dealing with huge immense volumes of of traffic where you could actually do something that would change and you could see overnight or weekly so it feels like a you know a joe rogan where you've got millions of days you know listens and that data coming through and you change one thing and it's like the difference is a million listens yeah. versus half a million, you know, then you can actually see that happening. But for us mere mortals where <laughs> the the traffic is, um, you know, significantly less than that, it it does. It, it, it's absolutely. And also it's, it's, it, yeah, you, know, you need to give things a chance as well. So if you've, if you've changed your intro or if you've, you've tweaked the format slightly or something like that, you need to give that a chance to bed in as well. So, You you don't want after a week or two be like, oh, that's not working. So I'm going to go back to the old way I was doing things just because your downloads haven't spiked as much as you'd hoped, you know, that kind of thing. So I get what you're saying. And I think that's a really valuable thing. And it goes back to what you were saying and what we mentioned earlier around once you uh, are the benefit of getting something set up early on so that you can see your analytics grow as your podcast grows over time. It's much easier to see what actually is working and not working. Across say six months a year rather than a week. Yeah, and that's I think
1: weeks. I think that's actually a really good point you brought up there. Like the thing of um that if you make a thousand changes in a week and your then your numbers go up, how do you know which of the thousand was the important one? Mm. It's very hard to know. Whereas if you make like, say, a cluster of important decisions and then you leave it a bit, and then you make a cluster of important decisions and then you leave it a bit you can much more reliably sort of see the effect of, okay, well, it was this cluster of decisions that worked out really well. It was me categorizing it like my podcast like this that was the important thing, because then I saw my numbers actually did change. Um, Whereas if you've changed, I don't know, your artwork and your name of your podcast and everything else all continually, well, you know, maybe one of those things was a bad decision but it was mixed in with something that was an e- a good decision, and like, yeah, you'll never you'll never get a clear idea of of what caused what.
0: Exactly. Yes, and also it could be something completely unrelated to what you've done on your podcast. It could be one week you decided, oh crap! I normally send a tweet out when my podcast goes out at ten in the morning. Yeah. That particular week, I didn't do it until nine o'clock in the evening. But for some reason, that got way more traction, and somebody picked up on it and retweeted it, and it went nuts. But you forgot you did that. Like six weeks later, you're like, ah, oh, a month ago, why did that spike so bad? Oh, I don't know. And it's like you have to sort of put your investigative hat on and like, why did that spike so much? So yeah, lots of factors involved. And yeah, I think the bottom line is just let it let, let, let it ride. You know, just let it go for, for as long as you can. Uh, and then sort of look back at your story. So yeah, so the last one for me, then dude, number 10 is experiment with Amy and using some internal slots, ad slots for your podcast. So typically when we talk about podcast advertising and so on, of course, we are mainly referencing things like somebody has said, I love your podcast and I think my product would be a good fit to advertise on your podcast. So let's work out a deal where um, I'll give you like a a one minute ad and I'd like you to play that on your show and you go back and say, actually, cool. Yeah, I've got that. And I've also got a 30 second mid roll and you're like, oh, cool. You work out a deal. They provide you. So that kind of thing is what we normally sort of talk about with advertising. But there's loads of opportunities if you're not in that position yet with your podcast to attract advertisers or sponsors to actually play with your own content and use Amy to dynamically reference other things within your episode or within your podcast. And a couple of examples of that would be at the end of your podcast, you might not want to every single time say the same script every single time to your listeners. It might be a case of you always say, catch us on the socials, make sure you follow and subscribe and make sure you do something else. Check out our, our Patreon, you know, if you want to support the show, whatever. You might not want to do that every time. So you might just put a 30 second or a minute file together with some nice background music and so on that goes through that. And then you've got some consistency at the end of your podcast. So at the end of your actual recording, it's like, you know, thank you very much for listening. It's been great. Catch you next time. Um, You know, whatever. This is Gary. And then at the end, your post role, which you can add as a default within Amy, within Captivate, then plays out your intro music. And then you have that consistent. This is where you find us. This is where you can support us, stuff like that. So you don't have to use Amy to with external advertisers or sponsors you can do that with your own content and some other quirky ways that you can do it so mark and i did this um we were interviewing like one of the only interviews that we that we did all of last year it feels like with somebody that came onto our star wars show we recorded um a a pre-roll that advertised the interview so in the pre-roll it was like uh, yeah. And make sure you stick around because later on in the show, we've got X person coming on to talk about X whatever uh, on with the show, you know, and that was it. So we we got that stuff down while we had it in our heads instead of just in in recording, be like, oh, by the way, we've got this coming up because you might forget that you might not, you know, you might not reference it at the beginning and people might not know that that interview is coming up, et cetera. So you can do that to, you know, you can cross promote your own content or you can promote your own content within your within your episodes and so on. And it's just as easily to do with the pre-roll, you know, set up a default pre-roll. That's what we do with our Star Wars show every single time. It's like, welcome to Spark of Rebellion. You know, thank you for joining us. And this is where you can find us and subscribe and so on. Now on with this week's episode. And that saves us having to manually do it every time. So... Uh, that's my last tip is to experiment with amy and putting together your own internal ads and referencing your own internal content to save you a little bit of time again it comes back to that if you can save just like you know two percent of your time by not having to do that minute and a half extra bit of recording at the end over 52 weeks that minute and a half has added up to whatever and you've saved yourself insert number here so my math isn't that good so yeah that's my last one experiment with amy it's not just about you know using it with external ads advertisers and so on so yeah any honorable mentions i've only got the one because i know we're uh,
1: we're All running of over. my mentions are dishonorable uh
0: so <laughs> we can okay so just the last one for me very quickly And this is a long show so i'm sorry for keeping you buddy but um the last one is our podcast player it's another one it's another great feature that we launched feels like ages ago now but it's not that long ago where it's um we took our initial player uh completely rebuilt it uh, and we released that as our podcast player v2 and essentially it's a very similar to captivate sites where you have this really robust customizable player that you can embed on your own website you can um change all the colors again to get you on brand and everything you can tweak the functionality you can decide to show or hide all of your social links um you know all of that stuff that you can do within captivate settings that show up on your cap site you can do a very similar thing within the player itself and then that will get you um uh again rocking and rolling on your own website if that's what you've got and we've got two versions of that as well you've got your single player for your uh individual episode and we've also got your playlist player as well which will give you a list of all your recent uh, episodes and whatnot so honorable mention the captivate podcast player that's another one to get customized and branded up and start using that uh, on your own website etc
1: it is very good and that was very honorable
0: that was an honorable one wasn't it yeah Yeah. i'm glad i'm happy with that yeah (laughs) uh okie dokie dude so 45 minutes later bloody hell (laughs) that's I said to Pierre, look, it'll just be a nice short one as usual, 20 minutes-ish, you know, it's all good. And here we are, double that time. So I've sapped up enough of your time. So uh, thank you very much. It's been awesome. I've really, I've loved your tips and going through some of those cool bits within Captivate. So thank you for joining me, buddy. It's been awesome. Thanks for having me. Another good one with my man Pierre, such a really cool guy, and I love his simplicity. Like I mentioned when we were recording, I just love his approach to things like this. It's just very simple, like if you've listened to the show for... That last 20 episodes 19 episodes from the beginning you know that I waffle I waffle quite a lot something that I work on all the time to try and cut down uh, to try and better my sort of podcast uh, presenter and host skills etc but Pierre's just the opposite he's like nope just go and do this thing and you'll be able to do that he's just such a lovely guy it's so cool to get to to chat to him about not just something specific that we're working on because that's very cool Pierre and I work very closely with each other and we do get to talk about that stuff obviously on a daily basis but we never get to sort of kick back and just talk about the wider podcasting industry and and Captivate's feature offering as as a whole it's very cool to be able to do that so thank you once again Pierre for jumping on to Captivate Insider If you're not using Captivate yet to power your podcast, you can do that with our free trial for seven days, completely free. Just head over to captivate.fm and sign up for your trial there. Everything is open to you. We don't hide anything away behind a limited feature set with a paywall or anything like that. Everything is unlocked. So, all the cool stuff that we've spoken about in this week's episode, you can dive in and play with those things and get your podcast up and running and where you want it to be. And if you host a podcast elsewhere, that's all great. But if you've been looking around for another host or you want to try our features, it's really quick and simple to bring your current podcast over to Captivate. And again, you've got all of those features unlocked. So, Captivate.fm, head over there and sign up for your free trial. You also get access to our sister publication, also called Captivate Insider, our weekly newsletter run by our main man, Ben. He's been on the show a few times, he's the top guy, and each week he puts together a really cool newsletter, so you get some great podcast content that drops straight into your inbox, and as part of that, there's a a weekly actionable growth tip, something that you can action right away to get your podcast listenership growing, and on the one that just went out, there was a section, the growth tip was all around podcast trailers, so he makes a really good point around especially new podcasters they forego making a trailer for their content they just want to get stuck into the full episodes etc and then he goes on to give you some tips about what you should include in your trailer and uh, there's a resource link which i'll put in the show show notes as always so yeah you also get access to um our weekly newsletter so until next week for episode 20 take care of yourself and happy podcasting